your host, Linda Kamal, and this week we're continuing a conversation with Krishna over a glass of pinotage. We started to talk about his journey as a photographer and as an artist, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what the rest of that conversation looked like, so let's get to it. But yeah, let me ask you the real question that yeah, everyone shoot, wants shoot, to know. Shoot. Just how are you actually making money as a photographer? Like, What do you charge people? That's the best one. <laughs> That's the intimate question. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's a here's a simple answer. Um, so I do have prices. Okay. Um, I also have passion projects, right? That for me, if it's too large, I will create a number that it, it isn't arbitrary. It usually. It's usually a number that just covers the bases. Because if it's a passion project, then I don't really care if I get paid more for it. And that's something I'm trying to change my mentality on. So if it's something like even uh, one of my last shoots where I will give you like a 75 an hour type of deal, right? Because I know we're going to shoot like two hours or so. Um, That is at that price range enough to cover me purchasing the film that I have to use for the shoot and then developing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but how to make actual money off of it. Uh, my actual, actual prices is depending on what you need. Uh, if it's a portraiture project of its headshots, I have one, uh, set of prices for that. So it's, it's headshots. It's just base prices. It's just 300. Mm-hmm. Um, I met, but are you charging them like 300 and then you get three photos and that's it. Not giving you a fourth photo. Like, how, mm-hmm. how strict are these No, and that's rules? the thing. We talk about that beforehand. I wanted to be the type of person who... And I still have that strict mentality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're doing um, a photo shoot, you know, here are... You're going to get 10 to 15 images. That's it. You're not going to get any more, any less. If it's an actual, you know, project for you. Yeah. Because um, people do get out of hand. That's the hard thing that... I think every photographer learns um, Mm -hmm. or every artist learns is that uh, the customer isn't always right. And I've never (laughs) been shy and kind of getting that point across. And that's probably another reason why, like, like I believe the photographer is right. (laughs) Yeah. I, (laughs) I say I, I'm very vocal about this on my, my, my platforms. And I think that probably rubs people the wrong way sometimes. And that's fair because I don't really, you you really do have to protect yourself Mm -hmm. because it would suck to do all the work and just not get paid. I've done a lot of bad shoots. I'm not going to drop names. I've, uh, I've had shoots where, you know, you work with other divas and artists, um, and they just tell you what you're going to do for them. And there was an interesting point in time in the beginning where I was just getting started, right? So what you have in photography, you have a lot of um, uh, opportunities that can come up where you find a model. It's called TFP. You're basically just shooting for free. So what does TFP stand for? <laughs> because it's called it TFP. Just go it's called Google TFP. It. It's no, no, please, no, please do Google it. The real only reason I can't give you the actual acronym for it right now is because I was only in this group of shooting uh, this mindset for honestly maybe a month <laughs> mm. until I realized it wasn't for me. Um, TF, but what it basically stands for as a principle is that uh, you're both getting something out of it. The model and the photographer agree on what they, like what the final product will look like. Like, okay, you get 10 photos, right? Mm -hmm. Model doesn't have to pay me. I don't have to pay the model because the model needs me to shoot so that she has a portfolio. And then I need the model in turn because I don't have a portfolio. And it just becomes a very, okay, I see. It's like you know, give a hand, take you. a hand. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. And I really like that in theory. <laughs> in theory, it's perfect. Um, when you're working with genuine people, I just, when I was doing TFP, I, um, I was working with people who weren't paying me but also had the, the wildest demands in editing. I was... I was shooting photos that I had to realize that there was no prior discussion to copyrights and, and what my rights were on an image. And they would just take a photo and I would spend hours editing something. And they would basically throw like 
a filter over oh. it to make it look like it was in an alien world. And I would just be like, what, 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 you know, if you just want it, if you wanted me to do nothing, like if you didn't want my input on it, um, yeah. you know, just say that. Uh, so a lot of that I didn't like. And then after that, anything I did free, I had to make sure like, no, this is what a friend, this is what someone I know. And this is a passion project. And mm. beforehand, they just know that like, this is ultimately not for you to edit and change. This is something for me. I get that. Um, but for his pricing, um, it really just depends on the the gig. I I was offered uh, even a gig um, uh, for next week. It might need to be rescheduled, but just doing headshots for doctors in a in a doctor's hospital. I mean, I'm sorry, doctor's office, um, which is something like you look at my page and you're probably thinking like, well, that's not what you do but you need the money yeah i also want to make (laughs) this very goddamn clear to new photographers or to photographers who are who've been doing it but now they they're looking into the the financial aspect of it like how how do i profit off of this Mm -hmm. um don't be too good for any definitely know your yourself right um know that some things like when people give you advice on how to make money it's usually going to lean towards wedding photography and headshots and and definitely events and for someone like Mm -hmm. me who's done all of that shit um it's not my cup of tea i will say that but in all of those cases i was paid up front and there was no issue (laughs) (laughs) it's stable stable income Uh, it give it nets you the most money. You sure. can honestly have no fucking experience, and you get referrals. Too. And if you know someone, and I mean, you know, hopefully through family or something of that means. Even though I know, you know, sometimes family doesn't want to pay. If it's someone who's like, oh, I'm having a wedding, and you just show them any goddamn digital camera, because at this point, you know, that's it. You it's you can team. shoot very professional stuff even on like older digital cameras or even just you know really honestly your, you need honestly, so much phone to do honestly that. all you need is your phone but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and you can make like upwards to five hundred six hundred man and and that's just that's not even the high end you know you mm-hmm. really market yourself and advertise uh it just shoots up from there the main thing is just not being too good for it i hear so many stories that make photographers look bad of just people are like oh no i'm too good for that like i'm i'm, an, I'm a real artist and i'm like yeah you're gonna be also a hungry artist because that's just something i had to learn the hard way yeah and then it's just you just don't post that shit dude or and, you know it just you keep that for your portfolio so you can be like well this is what i'm capable of um, and that's my only advice. Um, also, name your own prices and stick to them. That's stick good. to your price. Don't budge. Do never budge. My my prices, and I will say this because I, I want to work so heavy with my community, mm. that they will fluctuate based on the needs of who I'm shooting. It's been a pandemic. I'm very goddamn, like... Understanding. I, I just really get that we've all had a hard time. And like exactly like you said, very understanding. I don't want to botch a opportunity because you know I'm asking you for like half of your unemployment check or some shit. Like I don't want to like you know I don't want to like cut into you <laughs> like you know I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to hit you that deep. But like you know it's it, but it, truly it is hard out here. So I will say that. Um, I am willing to always to negotiate if it means the work will be great. But at the end of the day, um, no, you know, no, you know, I, I have my prices. Uh, you go on my page, you know, you ask me what what will this cost? You know, what does a studio session cost? And I'll give you a flat out studio session, one twenty five an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a actual event thing, these are base prices. This is four hundred. This is three hundred. You know, and I and That's granted, good. I can go higher. I also want black artists to start. Let's like even just get off photography. I want black artists to start charging with their work. And mm-hmm. the ones who do keep doing that because what you have are uh, white photographers, white artists um, who do who do charge with their work. 
they make that money. I one of the first uh, female white photographers I met in the city did um, uh, freelance work for the bar I was working at, <laughs> and uh, she was getting paid a good grip to do that stuff, and she charged what she thought was fair, and people were paying her. And when I realized, like, oh shit, she's getting like six hundred dollars for like yeah, there's some association people have with like something being really expensive and it's worth yeah. So when if I lower my standard, like my prices, yeah, people think artist. it's probably not that good. They'll be like, ah, she's probably not a good artist. She's a beginner. Mm-hmm. But if this person is charging six hundred for an hour, I'm like, oh man, I must be like the Beyonce of photographers because <laughs> that's how we're all prostitutes. <laughs> we're artists. We're prostitutes. Yeah, I need to understand. I don't say prostitutes. No, <laughs> we're, we're not prostitutes. We're not prostitutes, but we're definitely sex workers in a sense. Where it, it's like you wouldn't, you won't sell yourself short, right? Know your value. Your oh. your art is your is your mind, spirit, body. It's your value. So don't fucking come out and feel. And I get the need to like little yourself in order to you know attract mm. people, but it's it's honestly something you don't have to do. And I know it also feels like. Well, I may not get the opportunities then because people can't afford it. But here's the thing. The people who can afford it, you know, it's going to be worth it because... You get the money. <laughs> not only, but it, and I will say this. It is not only about the money, but it is about your self-worth. And you have to feel as though your time is money. and Because honestly, it is. Photography, the real world, art, painting, drawing... All anything that requires your time, clothes making, um, anything that clothes you spend, clo- <laughs> ba- <laughs> clothes creating, weaving, Cl- weave, hair, hair doing of the things. If you do of the nail hair, extension growing, nail art, people's just titles. Like, we're offending all the people who do these jobs. Better. All of these jobs, anything you do, I because at this point, like, you heard enough of my photography shit. If it, for you, <laughs> for you, the audience, if you do something, if you put fucking time into something, you have to really understand that being paid for your time isn't like they're not doing you a favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're doing. It's not a tip. It's not a tip. Mm. It's just you have to be paid for the energy you're putting into something because I have done these things free and where I do feel like there was this again orgasmic feeling of the art and the create and I was running on that artist high I was like man I love this and you spend all this time and then you post something on Instagram and then you know you get like a, a couple you know likes off of it and then you then it's it and then that adrenaline and that that high those endorphins go away yeah you know, it doesn't go away. I mean, it does, but, you know, <laughs> what helps with that is uh, getting paid for $500 for just four hours of work. You understand? So, and then something like that becomes, it shouldn't become your driving force, but when you really think about it, you start to think, like, mm, some people make, you know, $200 less than that by working, like, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And then you can do that in like four hours and you realize that so you don't have to do these little like I'll charge 25 and and, and granted I was down bad you know like I used to do sh- sh- fuck I used to do like s- pop-up sales or like hey y'all I'm shooting in Soho $25 like <laughs> show up. yeah I mean just show up because I just need people and I'll, and I'll probably still do that shit like, and does it want. work did you get like yeah it works people would actually just okay I'm gonna pack yeah and, and you know what, else, what what it is is because you have sometimes you have photographers coming out of like fucking Parsons and uh, and you know and they're also like anyone like that was me and they're gonna sell themselves so low and they're gonna be like yo it's $40 mm-hmm. you know I was doing the same shit you know, they'd be like, yeah, $40 for like two hours. Oh, gosh. Now, who do you fucking think? Is gonna, like, if I'm, a, if I'm struggling a little bit, or not even struggling, if I'm just money conscious, am I going to go with a person who just maybe graduated out of, you know, uh, film school and they're charging 40 for two hours? Or I'm going to go with the guy who didn't even go to school for photography, who's charging, 300. you know, 250 <laughs> to 300 for, you know, a, a shoot. And I'm like, in that case, it's a no-brainer. It does hurt the community, but at the same time, I, you know, still just never budge. Like, charge your worth. Yeah. 
Um, and that's really it. That's all I have to say about finance. I don't want to get too deep into it. Like, I don't want to make it like, a, like this is something. It's a whole other episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's something else. My next question is really about how you protect yourself as an artist. You've already gone into that a little bit. Okay. But do you, do you have like a contract situation with your clients or do you... I currently do not. Put like no. watermarks on your work? And I don't do that say, either. You just trust... I trust the system right now because uh, we hope, you know, and uh, with Squarespace, I'm going to look into that more. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's some sort of, I, I, although I, I think I, you can find like a standard agreement. Right. I don't, that's beneficial. I don't want to like do watermarks only for the sake of that. I used to do watermarks mm-hmm. and they just look so goddamn ugly in my foot. That's really what it is. I hate to yeah. say it, y'all. Use use watermarks. Don't like listen to me if you if you want to get into that route. I just I'm still there's so much I need or to learn. Or even like a signature, maybe not a definitely word. a signature a something. Yeah. Um, I won't tell people not to do that. I just know all the artists that I I love and follow. Uh, the local artists that I love and follow that I I'm just trying to be the best version of me so that I can you know see myself amongst that level yeah um they don't use it i don't use it anymore i used to it just didn't appeal to me you know yeah. i also realized that uh no matter what you do people are going to steal your stuff chris brown was notorious for stealing artists as well. <laughs> i know like i'm sorry chris chris like uh, I, I, I mind my business for five, <laughs> for five seconds and people are talking shit about me again yeah. but you you know what you did chris um did he steal your photo? Yeah, <laughs> we're on first, first name art? basis now too. You know what you oh. fucking did, Chris? You used to steal art and then crop out the <laughs> the tag. That's um, deep. <laughs> so I, I thought about that too, you know. And there was a, a series that I was doing um, where mm-hmm. I would use text as a part of like I saw everyone's doing the Vogue challenge and I really loved that, oh, yeah, but I just didn't want to do necessarily Vogue. I was like, what if I, we just create our own thing? And I started doing. Um, a series where I, I, I just I just would cover the majority of the image in yellow font and um, and it would just have to do with the theme of what I was shooting and that's something I might get into some more because it really is cool just like kind of creating mm-hmm. your own magazine look with font um, that's the most I'll do I I honestly used to worry pray to God that hoteps weren't using my images for like this is what the black queen looked like. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, that's not... But I. But at the end of the day, man, if someone wants to steal it, I can't stop it. Uh, here's what I will do. I will ask that you credit me at the very goddamn least. Uh, Even if do they that. cropped out your signature. If you cropped it, edited it, I mean, that's something... I'm not going to compare myself to this man, but, uh, like, even Rose Photography, who's at, like, Beyonce levels of photography... Uh, you know, he's at the, the zero followers and like got <laughs> millions of followers you know um, and, and honestly great because that dessert, you deserve all the fucking flowers like the art yeah. is there um, but even then like you would see pages that prop, that pop up out of everywhere mm-hmm. um, on Instagram just using it for like spiritual pages or like oh, you know yeah. like stuff like that and, and it's like put like the quotes on it i was like hey man free uh free advertising just again tag credits. you know credit credit something like that yeah uh but as far as water like don't i i would suggest no one take my advice <laughs> from right now i'm just raw dogging it i'm just literally, like a whole hour <laughs> there's no yeah just don't listen to anything don't I listen say. to anything i I'm say drunk. right I uh but definitely you know because that's the other part of it i'm just giving you what my experience is i don't even really sometimes consider myself a photographer uh, i'm not you know what do you call yourself I, i'm an artist i'm a visual artist i my medium is photography yeah. You know, but it goes so much beyond that. It's videography, it's photography, it's 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 the written word. Yeah. It's whatever you need it to be or whatever I need it to be. Um, but mostly like yeah, I'm snapping pictures with a camera. But at this and I have, you know, camera equipment and I'm using all these to my to my mm-hmm. you know, at my discretion, but I just don't I don't see myself like, I know that's the profession. I know that's what I should call myself. But yeah, ultimately... Is it like closing yourself in a box? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it feels that way. It, I, I, I learn as much of 
the industry as I can. Mm-hmm. But there is also a lot of it and that most photographers will find out there's a very purist segment of photography that I don't think you really find too much in other art mediums to the same extent that photography has. Like, it's really just, hey, man, I'm a, I want to be a photographer. And the photographer's like, oh, what do you shoot with? You know, did you yeah. spend $3,000? Uh, <laughs> no, but I think there's there's also that same part yeah. when it comes to like painting. Oh, okay. You can do like digital painting. Yeah. And there's yeah, like yeah. a whole thing about it being easier because you can literally paste your reference yeah. on top and, <laughs> and do the same thing. And you can undo, you can redo your strokes and everything. Right. But an actual painter really just like has to come with the one canvas. Yeah, do it, do it the best way you can that one time. Well, even with that, you know, I understand that you have... Mm. financial disparities because you look at a bunch of you look at the price of copix <laughs> markers yeah and you're like oh oh cool 300 for that cool right um <laughs> so there's like yeah. The, yeah even like the the canvases like the different paint like you buy oil paints oil paints are expensive as fuck it's crazy like i buy watercolors because they're cheap it's not because i, I specifically like watercolor i am so paint. grateful they're just the cheapest ones Yo, i'm so <laughs> fucking grateful shout out to my friend chris she hooked me up over the fucking pandemic with like these watercolor uh this watercolor set which brushes. yeah man i was like yo i was no way i was paying for that shit uh also thank the government for uh sending us money to get all the artists uh equipment that we need that's um, great yeah the Thanks, government's Joe. been paying for all all of the uh the extra things that we need um but i will say that with photography the only way the only reason why i would say it's only slightly different at least in my experience yeah. is that you have these photographers or even YouTube photographers, not not the cool film, artsy, fucking hipster-like, uh, you know, lo-fi music playing photographers. <laughs> not the uh, lo-fi. <laughs> are you hating on everything today? <laughs> no, no, I love those dudes. Are you kidding me? Like, those are the, that's the inspiration. Like, it's you know, I, 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 I love that side of it. There's the other side of it, which yeah. I hate to say it. It's like the older side, like, you know, the boomer side of it. That's just like, Mm -hmm. I fucking hate young people (laughs) just who don't know how to set up a C-stand or like some equipment is like, you know, the the hipster way of doing it. Like, that's not photography. Like, this is how you hold your lights and your your reflect. And I'm just like, okay, but like, it's a learning experience. There's, you know, there's a lot of shit that I know I do wrong. But then also to who, you know, I'm not working for, you know, BT. I'm not working as a hand in a larger uh, project for a studio that's doing something that requires me to have uh, pinpoint expertise on something. Yeah. What I, I do is I research as much as possible and I learn and then I realize what works. And then I get into a flow of what works. And I would advise anyone to do that. Tune out a lot. And that's something I learned earlier on in photography is that you really have to avoid comment sections of YouTube. when you're, Especially when you're looking for your, your camera of choice. There was a lot of research into it. There were so many cameras that I think, you know, I wanted. And then I would read a review on it or watch a review and people are like oh it's good but like Mm. and it just became like you know consumerism it became like apple products at some point it's like well yeah i mean you know (laughs) the the best is the iphone the canon is good the canon 5d or the you know 7d2 is good but like the 5d is better and then i I won't lie to you man i I became a slave to that my first major camera purchase was because i was a slave to what people thought uh on the internet what was great but then i had to like step back and i did some research i was like yeah i know it's great am i willing to spend like three thousand dollars on this camera and ultimately yes i was but after that i realized man dude make up your own mind cameras work for different reasons for different people some people need a digital camera that allows you to have a great workflow you know where you could just like drop all your your shots i think i showed you this one time i was like you know i could just wi-fi send your your shot straight to your phone right yeah yeah um and that's really 
that's really great. Some it's people convenient. don't. Some yeah. people don't need things. And it's just this, just always fucking ignore. The internet. <laughs> ignore people. And that's why I tell people like, and even in the midst of this, this, uh, this podcast, I was like, you know, listen to me, but like, don't, <laughs> Yeah. you know, like who the fuck am I to, yeah, if for yeah. your journey and what, what you need to go through and, um, and what you, what you discover on your own as a photographer, there's also photographers who've been doing it much longer than me yeah. who, um, who are still learning and we're always going to be learning. Um, yeah, so. I think that's like, that's the whole point of this podcast as well. It's yeah. like, as much as we're having conversations and people are giving advice or, sharing their story it's yeah. not because we have anything figured out like most of the people that are around my age <laughs> we have a whole life ahead of us yeah, to so figure out what, yeah. what's coming like maybe in the next five years you'll decide you want to be i don't know a freaking mathematician and you can you never. still have the time to do it never be a mathematician they're the worst no but you no. can it's possible <laughs> but yeah so we're not we're not telling you guys how to live your life we're just sharing what we've learned and Hopefully that's something that you can enjoy listening to. But yeah, my, my last question related to your photography is just like, what are your goals for the future now? Oh, yeah. Are um, you pivoting to mathematics or no. you stay with the, with the photography? Thing? God, math. Math be kicking my ass too, man. I still use my fingers to count. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my goals are um, forever growing. Mm. And... They change uh, for the better every time I meet a new artist and, and work on a new project. Uh, for right now, simple goals um, just to keep doing the work, just to keep busy. Um, you know, not to blame the pandemic for what happened, but it did put a dent into a flow that I think a lot of artists I know, including myself, were, were building. You know, I had a lot of things lined up. Uh, and then, very tragically, uh, you know, uh, people had other priorities to focus on, and it became safety and you know protecting your families, protecting yourself. Yeah. Uh, art became a thing that at that point I, ha I also had to switch things up and uh, realize, okay, what am I going to use my platform for, um, or if I'm going to use it at all. And uh, the question to that was, I chose not to. You know, I had to realize that um, sometimes the social media game of, of of presenting work and posting your pictures is a job in itself. And uh, yeah, I still to this day I take breaks. And again, it's one of the other things I, I practice and preach. But it was a goal. It was definitely a goal of mine before the pandemic to get to a point where I could start telling people like, I don't fucking owe you <laughs> images. <laughs> I don't owe you pictures. And that's a really shitty attitude I think to have, um, yeah. for everyone to have. But for me, it's just, I'm sorry. Like I don't owe anyone stuff. Uh, I'm not the person who's going to be posting twice a day, uh, certain times of a week. I'm not playing that game. Um, but what I did enjoy, during this time period, during this this moment of reflection was that I had a lot of time to make goals. And I know that once things open up, then we can get back into the galleries. We can get um, uh, local galleries in Brooklyn. You know, before I moved to Brooklyn, I had to travel from Washington Heights to get That's to galleries. A that is a journey. It's, like uh, it's crazy. It's, it's a lot to just indulge in the art scene um, you could watch a movie on that train yeah, right? insane. Uh, i want to host uh so that's something that's the next project i am working on mm. is hosting a photo walk i also want to host well basically it's well, a photo walk well we're just going to be taking pictures in the neighborhood um I'll, I'll have more details on that later and it'd be on my um oh. instagram oh, so I've we're just that. yeah it's like, it's, a, it's like in that movie <laughs> <laughs> you know the movie I'm talking about. There's like this girl, and she takes food. She, she's like, like, yeah, but, well, you know like what? Photo yoga. Or okay, <laughs> and they well, stretch and they take pictures God. of the <laughs> we, It was like a whole thing. I, I can't remember the name. Yoga of the can movie. be implemented, but ultimately, I just want, <laughs> um, even if it's a small group, uh, just, just have some like my closest take. friends there, and we're just gonna be going through Brooklyn yeah. with film cameras. And the sad part is, I haven't been able to do that. Uh, the last photo walk I was able to do. Um, uh, with my friends was 
Yeah, because like, pandemic. Yeah, but two years ago. I want to say two years ago. Yeah, but that sounds really fun, though. But it is. Uh, it's something I just, you know, people are getting back out there. Um, mm -hmm. So the main goals is just to, again, like, keep doing what I'm doing, um, boost opportunities. Opportunities are coming. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Like, I have literally nothing to complain about. I'm blessed in that way where I cannot complain. I know there's so many photographers who are thirsty out here hungry right? <laughs> it was like yo give me something give me like a bone and i just love that like everything opens up and i have this 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 faithful following of friends who just hit me up like yeah and even to an extent we're like man i gotta get on my shit because like some people are like yeah i'm ready to shoot i'm ready to put in this work and mm. i'd be like yeah but i'm not ready <laughs> it's raining it's raining <laughs> you know but i'm getting I, I gotta get out of that like you know lockdown mentality gotta yeah. yeah, I gotta wash that down. I gotta, I gotta get ready to get back and indulge in the work. So, you know, mostly that. Just I want to be, I want to do galleries again. The last gallery I did was in Harlem, and that was also, I believe, like a yeah, that was two years ago as well. So it's just something that I want to, I want to put my work out there. I'm in Brooklyn. My stuff's gonna be on stuff. Uh, look out. I, I probably shouldn't say this because it's self-incriminating, but you know, you're not supposed to post your work on. On uh, on construction, where they're like, "Hey, don't don't post billboards." Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's gonna happen anyway. Um, and really, just and trying to do my best, like really reach out to more artists, um, and get the ball rolling up. You know, prints are gonna be available for sale. Uh, oh, that's look, nice. look out yeah, for an online store soon enough. I mean, the projects that are going to be between now and August are going to keep me busy enough to work on something uh, that I don't really. So I also like being vague with details because I don't like giving. Yeah, you don't, you don't I don't want to give my deadline. my whole <laughs> playbook away because I'm more of a person who likes to just like do shit and then like you see what it is like. Yeah. But there is a project that I'm, I'm working on a photo book. I, the only thing I can tell you is that if you're familiar with John Edmonds, uh, who has, he's a Brooklyn uh, resident artist. I think he's like 32 and, and uh, uh, well, featured right now in uh, the Brooklyn, I, I still believe in the Brooklyn Museum, uh, mm -hmm. top floor in the Bro Brooklyn Museum. And so if you know anything about John Edmonds, expect something similar Okay. Uh, just my own take on what my experiences are uh, with my community, and uh, also being a transplant, being coming from Atlanta, uh, and that experience and all that it takes uh, from that. So there's gonna be little trips. Uh, I'll be taking trips to Atlanta, reach back out to my people, uh, get some shots, get some film shots, and then uh, look out for a book soon. And uh, that's really it. Other than that, uh, again, uh, do your own thing. Be your own. Be your own heroes. Uh, take everything I say with a fucking grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good. That's yeah, a good you know, because it's really I don't have the answers for you, man. I, it, for me, it's a journey. It's really a journey. Some people are, are just like, man, I, I love like your your influence. For me, I'm like, man, I could be doing more. I want to, you know, that's the thing. I I have goals because I'm not a household name yet. You know, I'm still a local artist, and mm -hmm. I want to get to a point. And we, I think we all are. And I, I think that's something to, to think about, too, is that when we're on the subject of goals, um, uh, we all have a place where we're just going to eventually be as long as we keep riding it. Uh, even our lovely host as an artist. And... <laughs> um, I'm a podcaster now. I'm gonna add that <laughs> slash podcast. Well, hey, honestly, you got you inspired me. Like, I want to do podcasting. I want to. I want to do this shit. This shit. This shit is fun. It is fun. Like, this is a nice yeah. setting we've got here. And speaking of it, we actually just like like turned away from wine completely. We need yeah. to go back to the wine. Yeah, let's get back into wine. This is a whole wine podcast. Yeah, uh, we neglected it for like. What an else hour do you now. drink? That's not. Um, red. No, you only drink red, right? I mean, I prefer to drink yeah, red, me too. but I do drink everything. Oh, listen to that. 
ASMR. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So that's going to be my podcast. I'm going to have an ASMR wine tasting podcast that uh, uh, I will. Like, hey, let's try it out right now. So I'm just going to get real close. Can't steal my podcast idea. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that's not soothing to me. <laughs> Welcome back to my channel. But yeah, anyways, my, my question was what's your favorite wine? What is it? I'm going to say Cote d'Aron. I like South African wine. I love that this is a South African wine because yeah. it's making me feel at home. But Cote d'Aron is French. Cote d'Aron is French. I, it, I, I like Cote d'Aron a lot because it's the only one I would drink. Um, for, I would get it for free, obviously, uh, working at the bar. This bar. <laughs> I think you have to take me to this bar. Because... I will. Well, if you want to go all the way to Washington Heights. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it was great. It was like... They're filling the glass as much as they possibly to can. The room, yeah. Um, mm. yeah, I I like red. I I don't know if it's just in my head, but something about white wine just gives me a headache. I think it's. I mean, maybe you, you just know, have the sweet ones. Yeah, I don't know TMI, don't... but red wine really just gets me in this beautiful. It's like damn. I, I I feel sexy off red wine. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you that. Like I don't. <laughs> it's feel... it's an aphrodisiac, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I feel myself. I like to feel myself. I should start drinking wet blah, wet wine. I'm a child. Wet wine. <laughs> wet wine. I like, uh, the, dry, <laughs> I like the dry stuff. So. I should start drinking red wine, like before I do any project. It just makes me feel like oh, I'm that motherfucker real quick. Okay. Um, so what is your like? What's what's a wine you never? Well, not even a wine, but an alcohol you never want to drink again. You just can't stand tequila. it. Tequila. A specific brand or just like tequila as a whole? I think all of it. Really? I think all of tequila. So I can. like I, So I drank tequila before, <laughs> before coming here. I say that. I was like, yeah. I, I, Is that why you'll never have it again? <laughs> no. I, I did good this time because I know my limit. I think tequila for me is a thing that I cannot drink as like a – it can't be a chase. Like it can't be mixed or anything. Oh, you have to take it as a shot. So I have to take it as a shot because I know exactly how many shots of tequila I can do mm. before I'm just done. I love tequila. It's a upper. Yeah, it's, you know, a, it's a hype alcohol. It like used a... to be one of my favorite drinks. You know, we go to industry, um, in-house kitchen, do mad shots of tequila. You feel lit. You feel loose. You dance. Like, I'm not even a dancer. But, like... <laughs> My wine is incredible on tequila. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's like probably like the worst shit ever. Um, but you feel like it's... I really felt it. But it's just something that will kick my ass when I get home. And mm. I lay down on that bed in the room spinning. Um, I don't throw up on liquor. But tequila is the one thing that will just have me. me? You've never gotten sick? No, no, I do on tequila. Oh, only oh, tequila. Tequila is like never... the only thing, and it, and I knew this was bad because <laughs> mm -hmm. my last shoot. I'm sorry, my the shoot before my last one. Uh, I'm gonna be releasing those images soon. After that, you know, I got crossfaded. Like I was smoking weed, and I was, but I was drinking tequila, and I don't know why, but I guess high me was just thinking like, oh, it's clear, it's vodka, and I didn't ask anybody, mm -hmm. so I'm getting crossfaded on tequila as someone who just cannot handle tequila <laughs> and when i say man like i'm in the car ride home i have to let down like not not let down the, i had to stop the car and like open the door and throw up a few times and i'm just like i'm sorry <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't know and um it wasn't a good look i didn't like it so i was like i'm not gonna quit but i do know if, I was also taking that bottle to the head. Like, I, I, I shouldn't be... That's on you. That's not for me. That was on you. Um, and don't, don't blame the tequila. It did what it's supposed to do. What's crazy is that you I can drink <laughs> moonshine straight. What is moonshine, actually? Is it like a, a combination um, of... It's like redneck sweat. <laughs> yeah, but what no. is it? A vodka? Is it a... What is it? It's pure uh, gasoline. No, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> It's a concoction. It's it's uh it's it's the devil, but it's a hundred percent. No, like it's a hundred proof. Like it's it's. What is that? Even? Like that's like well, the strongest okay, so like, whiskey. Let me see this be... bottle. Uh, oh, this, this, is, see... this is like wine is usually very low. It's yeah, 14%. it's like like four, okay, fourteen, right? Yeah. Percent. Um. But yeah, I feel like whiskeys and like mm -hmm. those ones would get to like sixty. Have you ever 17. tried? Uh, 
what's the one that be kicking my ass? Uh, but I, I love it. Um, uh, Kraken. No, what is that? <laughs> so that's rum. That that's it comes in a beautiful bottle. It's like this. It. Yeah, please. Black spiced rum. Doesn't that shit look like it's poison? Jeez, it it literally looks like any picture you've ever seen of a poison. A pirate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know those, like, those yeah, cartoons when it has like uh, a, skull. a skull on it. Yeah, and it, they're it like, feels like that. Mm, don't use it. It's it's basically and it's the thing. Like your <laughs> yeah, I use the handles. I use the handles. I love that. Um, it's the That's thing that Professor thing. X used to make the power of girls. It's basically Chemical X. <laughs> it's the thing that got them lit. It's Chemical X. It's the... <laughs> it's uh, why they don't have fingers. It's why they don't have fingers, because it's yeah. the Kraken. Um, that thing right there, I think it's like 94 proof. Uh, and this is your favorite drink. It's my favorite drink because now I know, like, it's just one glass for me or two glasses. Yeah, it is 94. You know your stuff, yeah. I did, like, five glasses of this thing one time. So yeah. I've only been blackout drunk twice in my life. Wait, when you say glasses, do you mean shots? No, I mean, like, what do you mean by a glass? the audience like can't the see this, but, like, this size up to, like, here. Okay, and so I that's, I drank that's like, way more than Yeah, that's like, my stomach should have been pumped. Um, Jeez. Blacked out. It was a really fun night. And this is not what got you sick. Tequila will get you sick, is what you're saying. Yeah. No, it, that, that, that got me sick, too. I threw up everywhere. Of course. I threw a lot. up everywhere. I threw up on a couch. I was just... It was the worst look. I... I just... <laughs> you know, we all... We've... I won't say we all have. Also, uh, side note: if you're if you're sober and you can't follow any of this conversation, or if you're dealing with sobriety mm, shout issues, shout out to you for even shout listening out. to this podcast. Yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if there's this no is, shame in yeah, if, if this is gonna so. be like triggering for you, because honestly, it is for me. Like I shouldn't be doing this, but I do love the fact that my one drunk superpower is getting home. That's one thing I can say. No matter how blackout drunk I, I can get home. What so, you the last question is actually a choice. You can either tell me your first sip or your worst sip. So, that okay. might be the story you were trying to tell anyways. Fuck. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you can choose. If you want to, if you if you remember your first story. Your first I feel sip. like my first sip was my worst sip. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we're perfect. talking about, like, actual drinking, yeah. yeah if we're talking about, like, first, first sip, wine. like, my, my, my first actual sip of liquor is, like, almost every kid's, every boy's yeah, first but... sip. Like, your dad lets you take a swig of beer for the first time, and you're just like... Yeah, nasty. I'm never gonna drink beer, and then like you know, then you start drinking. Eighteen beer. years later, you're just like, <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna stop. Worst sip would be college freshman year. Um, oh, for context, where did you go to college? I went to uni University of West Georgia, which is in Bumblefuck, Georgia. It's where. <laughs> you don't say that like it's a name. No, it's okay. It's Carol. It's okay. It's Carrollton, George. I'm sorry, Carrollton. For all the 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 people in Carrollton, some of my listeners are not American, so they wouldn't know. Okay, so it's Carrollton, Georgia. That's where I went to school. It was tuitions very cheap. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was an hour away from maybe like an hour and some change away from Atlanta. To give you some context, uh, University of West Georgia. If you can use context clues, it means it's in West Georgia. The college life there with absolutely nothing to do. I'm just going to put it to you like this. My first day there, mm -hmm. we received like um, this big like, uh, I don't know, some sort of like, here's, um, here's an introduction to what campus life is right but like it was mm -hmm. it was layered it was very like here's i forgot who was speaking honestly honestly i was also high most of this so on the, the first day yeah because again social anxiety shit i just like hey if i'm high then i'm i'm, I'm dealing with it better uh so i just remember being in like a room like in an auditorium type place and like we were getting an introduction to like what the first you know week would be but more so the no culture yeah but no but see there was orientation but this yeah. was different this was more like it really felt like a fucking like almost a warning because 
an entire. What did they say? <laughs> I'm, I really know. I don't want to drag it because I know it was high, but I just feel like an entire 15 minutes. Like there was a play. I know that for a fact. Like so I wasn't on a LSD. Like I'm imagining shit. I was just high, and it was a play Musical. where they just told us like, yeah. There's like a 90% STD rate here. Like, it's wild here, bro. And I was just like, I'm also probably dragging the numbers. But anyway, there was a very high, they were, they were just warning us like, you know, like HIV and all that shit is like, right? Like, it's crazy out here. Um, because again. Like, who doesn't want to hear that on their first day of school? Yeah, and that's scary because, you know, you're coming, and I'm going to just keep it real with you. I was like a young man, like fucking coming in and you're just from high school and you're like okay new new faces and you're just like oh i just want to have a lot of sex and shit and you're like oh that's what i hear and it's so funny because like you know i love that that's what you felt it <laughs> my dad would be like oh well shit you know you know it's it's, it's wild up there i was like yeah I'm, I, they're scaring the fuck out of me like i don't even want to wait your parents were there for the speech no no it was just me it was just oh, like God. i know you know you know it, it, people think like oh you're out there having you know living your fucking best life and i'm just like uh no i'm scared um it was crazy it's the wild wild west out there mm. um but and for good was reason the actual story at the, the first the, the first sip was mm-hmm. actually taking uh, a coke bottle like a glass mm-hmm. that was this tall and if you're listening, you don't know what this tall means. But I guess it's just a regular size of a glass Coca-Cola. Yeah, bottle. like your grandma. Think about your grandma's cabinet um, glass of a co- like you know from the Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Wow, the Coca-Cola factory. Um, the, and the I took glass bottle, the I took all of that of some clear liquor. So I don't know if it's tequila or vodka. I can't remember. Um, and it was just straight. Like it wasn't mixed straight juice. because I had something to prove. Right to who? To to no one. Honestly, <laughs> to I just the I just there was. So here's the deal: we're in someone's dorm. Mm. There's this older guy there. I think he's like 24 at the time. And you're like, why are you even here? Um, and he, but he's you know he's dating um someone. I guess one of someone of the people in our friend group, and he he brings a bottle, and I'm like, I'm as cool as this 24 year old. Fuck it, run me the bottle. <laughs> um. And I drink too much. And then, you know, everything normally proceeds. You fucking get woozy, all that other shit. But then I start, like, blacking out. And, like, time starts skipping. And it's really fun in the beginning. You know, because I'm just... It's like episodes. It's like, oh, I don't even know how the fuck we got here. You know, this part of the dorm. But now we're making fun of people for some reason. Like, everyone's having a good time. And it's like, oh, I don't know how we got outside on the steps. But I'm confessing my love for someone that I just met. <laughs> and it was wild. I'm just sitting here like, I love you. I want to be with you for the rest of the, like, co- like, I don't want any other girl but you for the rest of college. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know where this is coming from. And she's, and, but it's crazy. She's just like, oh, I'm with it. So I was like, okay, cool. Now I have a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On the first day. Yeah, the first day. <laughs> Uh, and then I pass out, and this is the part, and then where I say it's the worst, because, you know, my now girlfriend yeah. realizes I'm sick, uh, and I don't know how crazy she must have been, but, or, or kind, uh, but she took me to, uh, the bathroom, the girl's bathroom, because I apparently had to throw up at some point, Oh. and she cleaned me up, she took care of a man, and I'm like, fuck, that's great. I come back in the room and I pass out, right? And I'm, I'm asleep because at this point it's me, my now girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> uh, one girl and her boyfriend on on one bed. And like it's late at this point. Like so everyone's actually winding down. And another girl and her boyfriend or I air quote boyfriend on uh, the other bed. Uh-huh. Where, and then me and my girlfriend are on the floor on like some makeshift blanket thing. Uh, and I wake up. Right, and the first thing I hear was like, you know, a recount of what happened the night before, and then someone says like, "Yeah, man, last night was fucking crazy, man. We had an orgy like around you," and I was just like, "What?" I was like, you know, and at first I was like, "Oh, that's funny," and they're like, "No, like we we were like, yeah, like I don't know, like you just want to wake up," and I was like, "Wait, 
was my girlfriend in it? <laughs> it was like, no, it was like, yeah. But it was like, it wasn't fucking, like, they, they dragged it. It was like fucking, um, I love that you, you, you still remember, you remember the relationship after you woke up, so that's good. Right, right. I was like, this is my, this is my lady now. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was just like a, not an orgy, like, what do you call it? It was like just four people. It was a foursome. And it happened around me. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird yeah. because I was like, please tell me no one liked it. Like, you know. Were there no other rooms? Were they all your roommates? I don't even no, know. No, so the well. setup of these dorms were like, you know, one bed on the left, one bed on the right. And, you know, you just had a, like, it was just two people for a room. So mm. was, at this point, there's six people in this room because we're all, apparently, we're supposed to be watching movies. They were not watching anything. <laughs> and, I, and and part of me was sad because, like, oh, I missed this. This was fun. And I mean, not to say I wanted to join, but it was just, like, I, I missed, you know, being in the presence of it. But now I'm freaking out because I'm, like, please tell me no one, like, got, like is it, like, I'm checking myself. Like, does anyone got any juices on me? Because I'm on the floor, oh. you know? And uh, it, was, it was just bad. So it was my first sip. It was crazy because that weekend I had to call my mom. <laughs> And As I you like, should. <laughs> I was like, Mom, Sometimes. can you come get me? I was sick. Like, I was bad. Oh. It was, I felt, I mean, I joke about it, but I'm like, I don't even understand how I didn't need my stomach pumped at that point because how much just, like, pure liquor. Like, there was no chaser to it. It was just, I was just downing it. And, um, yeah, I got home and... Uh, on the way, you know, there, my mom was like, yeah, you need you need orange juice. We need to get you some food and stuff. I was like, you saved my life. Oh, <laughs> I got home. I slept. Um, I promised myself I would never drink again because the feeling was just so <laughs> surreal. But then look at us now. Look, look at us now. These are the lies you tell yourself. Wait, I'm never going to drink again. I have had and that moment so many times. What, what was your, like, you probably already said this. I've said my first one a bunch of times. What was your worst one? My worst one, I don't think we're ready to get into that story. Mm. If you are listening, <laughs> maybe episode 100 would be my worst Oh, sip. shit. So let's hope this podcast continues for that long. But yeah, Krishna, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing so much and indulging me with all my photography-related questions. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to be interested in photography before, so... This was as much well, for me camera, as right? it was. You have this camera over here? This, yeah, okay. yeah, I got that one. But that's just, <laughs> I really just use it to take photos of the bottle. Mm. But yeah, which brings me to, you should follow us on Instagram if you're listening. We are at Merlot and Me. And that's where you'll see like a proper description of the wine because God knows I forgot what I even told you. And a photo of it. So if you want to pick it up, you can do that. And I'll also tag... Krishna in the post, so you can check out his page and see his amazing photos please as do. well. Please do. Yeah. Please, so. please like, share, um, and all that shit. All the things. Or just share. Honestly, don't even like. Yeah, I feel like with Instagram, these likes don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, just put it on your story. Just, just make sure Forward it gets sharing. around. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, if you listened this far, it's almost two hours. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. So. Bye.